Matthew the 26th chapter verses 6 to 14 and I'm reading the New King James Version and when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table but when his disciples saw it they were indignant saying why this waste for this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor but when jesus was aware of it he said to them why do you trouble the woman for she has done a good work for me for you have the poor with you always but me you do not have always for in pouring this fragrant oil on my body she did it for my burial assuredly i say to you Wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then one of the disciples, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo here. This is one of the most fascinating stories for me in the Bible. Every time I read it, I literally play out every role in my head. I, I think, in fact, I believe I can shoot a movie from this. Just this little narrative in the Bible. Now, it tells us a lot about everyone involved. The Bible tells us that Jesus was having a supper that was planned out for him. Just before the Passover celebration would begin, he obviously went to spend time with his friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Because if you read the John translation of this scripture, you will find out that the woman who initially wasn't mentioned turned out to be Mary. Martha and Lazarus' sister. She was the one who poured the oil on Jesus. And if you read the Matthew translation, you would get a sense that it was all the disciples who were upset by what happened. In fact, that's how Matthew puts it. He said, when the disciples saw it, verse 8, says they were indignant, saying, why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But if you go to John's version, and I think we should read it because it's such an interesting read. John, the 12th chapter, I read from verse 1. It says, six days before the Passover celebration began, so the week before, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from dead. So remember that guy? It says, a dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor and Martha served, as always. And Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance. It says, but Judas Iscariot, that's verse 4, the disciple who would soon betray him said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. And verse 6 is very clear that it was not that he cared for the poor. 
In fact, he was a thief. And since he was in charge of disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Now, it says that when all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man that Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. So these people had never seen anyone raise someone from the dead. And Jesus showed them a sign of what was to come. He himself had said he was going to be killed and he would be buried and he would rise again. And they had never seen that. They had never encountered that. And to see someone who they knew, Lazarus was one of them. He played soccer with them on the streets. He threw pebbles with them. He went fishing with them. He was their friend. Everyone knew Lazarus. Everyone knew Martha. I mean, you had to know Martha. That was where all the major food. Like if you're Lazarus' friend, you are definitely sure of lunch. You know, so everyone knew the family, everybody. And so when he died, it was a big deal. Because it tells us that all the Jews were gathered and everyone was crying as well. But when Jesus showed up and raised him from the dead, it, it became such a big deal. And so people would gather just to see Lazarus, the man that Jesus had raised from the dead. So of course, the priests were upset because these people were beginning to desert them and their teachings and their their tithing, all their principles, everything they had been teaching. They, they were the stars, in quote. And Jesus came with a simple message and everyone had abandoned them and they began to follow Jesus. So, of course, they were angry. And they didn't just want to take Jesus out. They also wanted to take out Lazarus because it was a symbol of everything they didn't want people to believe. Now, this is where I'm going with all of this. Now, the Bible tells us that the dinner was in honor of Jesus. It wasn't in honor of Jesus and the 12 disciples. It was in honor of Jesus. And that means that everything that was done on that day was to honor Jesus. So it also means that nothing should have been too much. No amount of money, no amount of food, no amount of drinks, music, whatever they put together was to honor Jesus. So it was absolutely fine. Now, Jesus gave the disciples a platform. Jesus had the ministry. Jesus had the calling. Jesus had the anointing. These guys were just graced. They were allowed to tag along. And all of a sudden, someone does something special for their leader and they're offended. They actually said, why this waste? How can anything done for Jesus be a waste? Then they tried to rationalize it by saying, this fragrant oil may have been sold for much and given to the poor. And you can tell where this came from. It came from Judas. And the real reason why Judas said that was because his heart was already full of offense. The Apostle John tells us that it was Judas Iscariot, the disciple who was soon going to betray him, that said this. He said this perfume was worth a year's wages. So point it on Jesus to him was a waste. Why would you waste this on Jesus? Why would you honor Jesus? Why would you give him your time? Why would you give him your talent? Why would you give him your energy? Why would you invest so much in the kingdom of God? Why are you wasting these things on the church? And I hear these things every day because it's a spirit, a spirit of Judas that lives on even in the church today. 
People tell you you're doing too much. You're in church too much. You're quoting the Bible too much. You honor your pastors too much. You give too much. How can you still be paying tithe? It's too much. Nothing you do for Jesus is ever too much. This was where everything began. The offense kicked in from this point. It was right from this point where they felt, why would they give Jesus all of this? This is such a waste on him. It was from that point. The Bible tells us that Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and decided to betray Jesus. He thought, we should get something out of this. So his question really wasn't, what are you willing to give me? His question was, what's in it for me? So today, I challenge you to check your heart. Do you think that anything is a waste? And really, before we even go to the extreme of thinking about the things that we're doing for Jesus being too much, I also want to ask you, the people in your life who are in the position of leadership, do you think that anything is too much for them? Do you think your boss ends a bit too much? Do you think your pastors are honored too much? Do you think that a private jet moving the gospel forward is a waste because it can be sold and given to the poor? Listen to me. That's just a lie that Satan tells you to indulge your heart of offense. It's a lie that he tells you to encourage you to be rebellious. It's a lie that he tells you to make you feel like you are justified in thinking that anything is too much for God. Anybody in a place of honor should be honored. Anyone who is ministering to you is worthy of double honor. And that really is what I see here more than anything else. They thought something that was given to Jesus was a waste. They actually asked the question, why this waste? The message translation actually goes a step further and says that they screamed, they cried out, this is criminal. Just reading that scripture makes me laugh. This is criminal. Really? Dinner in honor of Jesus. The worship of Jesus was for Jesus. And you guys just got the benefits of the overflow. And now you think that you're entitled. And my question, please, who are these poor that Judas was speaking about? Possibly himself. He considered himself the poor. Because the Bible says that he always just took liberties with the money bag since it was in his hands. So he would take when he felt like it. So it wasn't really because of the poor. And if you really, really watch all the people who push this agenda of not giving to God or not giving to the church, it's never really about God. And it's never really about the poor. It's about the state of their hearts. And Jesus was very clear very very clear when he said blessed is he who is not offended in me you find that in matthew eleven six, jesus said blessed is he who is not offended in me or who is not offended because of me some other versions say blessed is he who shall not find an occasion of stumbling in me or shall not fall away on account of me be careful what you allow into your heart Never consider anything done for Jesus a waste. They said, why this waste? Really? So this morning, I challenge you to look over your life and think about the things that you've done for Jesus. If at any point in time you've ever felt like it was a waste, or you've ever felt used, or ever felt 
offended at the things of God. Remember, Jesus said, blessed is he who is not offended in me. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Bond.